On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're talking about how you can become a local celebrity, a local influencer through podcasting. We're talking with Gail Weiswasser from HomeSnap, and we cover a ton of content marketing concepts that you need to know if you want to be successful. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 107 of the Massive Agent Podcast. We have a hell of a show for you today. I get asked a lot about podcasting because podcasting is hot and you keep hearing people say what a great way it is to build your business and build your brand and to sell more homes ultimately. So we are talking about podcasting. Uh, We have Gail Weiswasser on the show. She is the Senior VP of Communications and Business Development at HomeSnap. She's also the host of HomeSnap's The Snapshot Podcast. They've done over 120 episodes of the show with some of the the brightest minds in the industry, thought leaders, really cool stuff. So Gail's going to be sharing some of the amazing lessons she's she's learned from from her guests. She's going to be sharing some of her favorite episodes, favorite takeaways. We're going to dive deep on podcasting itself and how you can do it, why, some tactical things that you need to know. So uh, super excited about that. If you are new to the Massive Agent Podcast, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am the, the co-founder and, uh, well, I bungled my own title. That's nice. Co-founder and director of business development at the Industry Syndicate, Real Estate's media network. I'm a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach. I am also a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah with eXp Realty. I've been an agent myself for about nine years and founder of the Massive Agent Society. That is our one agent per market lead gen coaching training program and online course. It's all-inclusive online course coaching and really proud of that. One agent per market. You can find out if your market is even available over at MassiveAgentSociety.com. Two quick things before I get into the interview with Gail Weiswasser, Housing Wire. Okay, if you if you guys have not yet read my my weekly column on Housing Wire, go do that. Go over to HousingWire.com, search for my name, or look on any of my social media. You'll find me sharing the article. But every Friday, a new column, a new article comes out. On Housing Wire, um, I'm an, I'm officially a columnist for them now, and so every Friday I'm bringing a new uh, a new insight or a new article that I'm super proud of. So go check it out and go support Housing Wire as well. These guys are definitely the good guys in the industry. They are doing so much stuff with so much integrity that uh, they are the media company that this industry needs. So go, uh, you can help them, you can support them by just going and reading their articles. And if you feel that they're relevant, share them, share them on social media and spread the good word. That's really all that they ask for. But Housing Wire is a great partner. So I'm stoked to be a, a weekly columnist for them. And then this episode is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro. These guys I've had a website with for three and a half years. I don't know where I'd be in life, in this business for sure, without Easy Agent Pro. They have by far the best value out there. So every agent needs to have an online presence. When If somebody refers you to, to somebody, what are they going to do? They're going to Google your name, right? Well, what are they going to find? Is it going to help your cause or is it going to hurt it? If you don't have any real online presence outside of your LinkedIn profile or your Facebook page, but yet you go to a listing presentation and and claim you're a marketing expert and you're the best one to market a home, that doesn't really jive, does it? You need to have a great online presence. And I've never seen anything better for the price for under $200 a month, including literally everything. Texting, they have a text response for leads that come in. They have uh, everything. Um, I haven't seen anything better than Easy Agent Pro. It's why I use them. It's why I swear by them. It's why I'm recommending them to you. And for the month of January, it's just $1 for the first month. They're running a promo right now for Massive Agent Podcast listeners, $1 for the first month. And if you use the promo code Dustin, they also are throwing in their, their new CRM that's built into the whole platform, which I promise you, you're going to want. It has certain tools and functionality that are going to help your lead response just be much more efficient, much better, and look better. So you're going to want that that CRM. You get 12 months for free 
but you have to use the promo code Dustin. This deal is literally not available anywhere else except for using promo code Dustin at checkout at easyagentpro.com. You can also go right to it at massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP. But if you don't have a website yet or you're looking to upgrade your website, you have to give them a, a serious look. It's the best value out there. It's what I swear by. I would not use anything else. Even something that's $1,000 a month is not as good of a value as the Easy Agent Pro website. I've looked. I've looked. And it's just it's the best there is. So big thanks to them for, for sponsoring the show and supporting us. All right, let's jump into the interview with Gail Weisswasser from HomeSnap talking about podcasting and, and some of her favorite episodes of the 120 120 different interviews that she's done on the Snapshot podcast. And I'm proud to say the Snapshot is a is an industry syndicate member show. So you can find their show over at the industry syndicate app. If you don't have the app yet, go to the app store, go to Google Play, download the app. It's 100% free. There's a lot of exclusive content that is coming very, very soon within a week or two that you can only get on the industry syndicate app. Content from me, and from Phil Treadwell, from David Greenspan, from Neil Mathweg, from all of our other hosts. I apologize, other hosts, if I didn't mention your name, but there's there's like 20 of us. So go get the Industry Syndicate app. Let's jump into the interview with Gail Weisswasser from HomeSnap. What's up, guys? I'm here with Gail Weisswasser from HomeSnap. Gail, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Absolutely. My pleasure. So, Gail, you're the Senior Vice President of, of Communications and Business Development at HomeSnap, correct? Correct. And so I know you because you host the Snapshot podcast. Correct. And yep. industry syndicate member, which is awesome. Um, any, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved in the real estate industry? Um, you know, have you been in the industry prior to joining HomeSnap? Just bring us up to speed on, on who you are. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. You've been on of my course. show twice and I'm excited yeah. to be on yours. So I came to real estate through a very circuitous route. I actually have never been a real estate practitioner. I actually was a lawyer for many years, practiced law for eight years. And then um, I decided to leave the law after my kids were born. They're now 15. So that should give you a sense of how long it's been since I did that. And I went into communications and specifically I went into social media communications um, just about the time that social media was really starting to become something. And I was working for some agencies for big consumer clients and ultimately went into a large media organization and built their social media practice and ran that for a couple of years. And um, I love social media. I love communications. And I also really love entrepreneurial environments. So when I decided to leave the large media company, which was Discovery Communications here in D.C., I joined HomeSnap. HomeSnap is a real estate technology company. We offer a real estate search app for consumers and a productivity mobile app for agents. And I joined as their head of marketing and communications back in 2014. So I've been in the real estate business now almost six years. I've come to it from a different angle than maybe a lot of your other guests who have practiced as agents or brokers. Mm -hmm. But um, I've talked to lots of agents and I sort of approach everything through the lens of communications and then specifically social media communications. I think it's super important that that our industry and those within it have have a very diverse background. I mean, if everyone had the the viewpoint of selling homes as a listing agent, then they wouldn't know about running a real estate business. You come with a completely different skill set, which is good. Like I love that about real estate because it's a true, or there's the opportunity rather, to create a real business that starts with an agent and and you can build a, a business and like you said, entrepreneurship. It's just an incredible industry for that. And so so that's interesting that you came from the legal world. And um yeah, so I'm I'm really impressed because you've you've just been super consistent doing your podcast and you're at what, 120 episodes? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um I'm, which one which episode's been your favorite so far? Oh man. It's Off like the top asking of your head. me to pick my children, you know? Yes, I I'm How can exactly. I pick my favorite. Makes for good um, podcasting. It's a great question. And I've had a lot of really great guests. I, what I try to do when I'm booking guests on the show is I just try to find people who are doing something a little different. 
with my show, The Snapshot, I really want it to be filled with very, very actionable information for people to use. I don't tend to bring people on the show who are like coaches or, you know, people who do sort of general consulting or people who have, I don't know, non-tangible things to offer. I like people who have very, very specific things that I can put in my show notes that an agent who's driving for 20 minutes in the car can listen to the show and get out of the car and say, God, there's like three to do's. I just got out of that podcast that I'm going to, you know, really Mm -hmm. try to do. So yes, for me, I feel like the people that have stood out to me over the years are the ones who are doing something really memorable. I've talked to a million people who are doing great things on Instagram, but unfortunately what happens is that some of those Instagram episodes tend to blend together in my mind because it's a lot of people talking about Instagram and I, you know, try to get them to do some kind of angle that's a little different, but um, ultimately it's all about Instagram. So interestingly, the ones that stick out to me tend to be, you know, very sort of simple strategies, but that are a little different. So like, for example, one of them, this goes back to episode eight. I mean, it's a long time ago. I launched this thing in 2015. But there was a woman who had created a map. She had like hired an artist in her small town. I think it was somewhere in North Carolina or some South Carolina. And she had created a, a, a beautiful map of the city or of this town. And she put in the landmarks and the stores and everything. And it was like this watercolor drawing that she had done or she'd had commissioned. And then she started using it in her marketing. And it was such a simple thing, but it caught on very quickly among the town. And it sort of became, it was like adopted by this town as like their, their symbol, their thing. It was, you know, people started buying it from her and it really put her on the map literally and figuratively <laughs> because she had branded nice. this town that she lived in and it's super low tech, you know, it was just a map. But I just thought that was so cool because she had done something really organic that recognized what was unique about where she lived and found a way to brand it to her. And then the the interest in it had grown very organically. So I, we did a whole episode on that one. That's incredible. That's episode eight? Episode eight. Stephanie Lanier was the name of the agent that I talked to. So um, check wow. it out. Snapshot episode eight. Um, uh, real quick. I don't yeah. want to interrupt you, but what I love about that is it shows right there, literally anything and everything works. Yeah. Everything works if you do it and do it well and do it consistently and get people to know about it. She, yeah. she, she had a, a map done. A map like, done. Right. And, right. and I'm picturing not the exact map cause I haven't seen it, but I'm picturing similar things that, you know, people locally like that stuff. They're like, Oh, cool. It has the zoo, the park, the, you know, the mountain, all that stuff. That's really clever. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Yeah. I mean, and I like it too, because it, you know, it's not all about the agent. It's not marketing herself over and over again, but it's a nice nexus between what she does and the town. I mean, she has now become like the real estate expert for that town. It was actually Wilmington, North Carolina. So it's not a super small town, okay. yeah. but it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice size market that you could make a difference in with something like that. Sure. Yeah. Jeez. I imagine that's a meaningful, um, very sizable boost in business. If she, if she was able to get that adopted at, at a, at a high level, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So another episode, this one's much more recent. Um, I did an episode uh, a couple weeks ago, just aired it. And this is episode 119, so like two shows ago. And the woman I interviewed is actually somebody I know here in DC. And what she has done is she she lives, or we live together in a kind of small-ish neighborhood in DC. So it's it's a nice contained community within a larger city. And she bought a house that's about a block away from her current house. And it was a very cool craftsman house built at a very specific architectural time. So it's kind of an interesting house. It's it's, it's different, stands out from the rest of the like red brick colonials all around it. And she bought this house and is renovating it and updating it um, to be, you know, a 2020 house, (laughs) but maintaining a lot of the, accurate and faithful architectural details of the craftsman period 
at the time she did it, at the time the house was built. And she has a good active Instagram account and she just started doing videos about the renovation. So, you know, she's an agent, bought a house in the neighborhood where she does a lot of her business and knows a lot of the neighbors and has shot these videos as this house has, uh, as the renovation has proceeded, progressed. So there were a lot of things about this. I already love, I, I love where yeah. this is going already. Right. There's so many like positives that came out of it. One, it is a great way for her to demonstrate her expertise with renovations because a lot of people who buy homes in DC want to renovate because they're buying homes that were built in the thirties and forties. They want to expand them. They want to modernize them. And here she's got like great visual evidence of her own expertise with building, uh, renovating a house. Secondly, it's a great way to get to know her. She walks you through the house as it's being renovated. She shows, you know, the tiles that she picked and the fixture she did and three different bedrooms for her three boys. And you really get to know her as a person. It's nice um, kind of raw iPhone type footage. It's not professionally shot. So it fits Instagram nicely. Mm -hmm. She has created this amazing content. And then like, this is the most low tech, like non-digital thing, but she put a sign in front of the house that's like, follow the renovations on Instagram. And she's gotten all these people following it because they're walking their dogs by the house every day. So then the neighbors are invested. It's like, it's such a, it's such a no brainer, but it's the type of thing a lot of people just don't do because it's, they think they need to be doing like higher tech, more complicated things. But like she right. said, this has been by far the most engaging series of content that she has created and posted for her brand in DC. That, okay, I love that she put the sign up. Mm -hmm. And I think most of us will just talk ourselves out of it because we, we start overthinking it. We make it more complicated than it needs to be. We think that we have to like make it an HGTV show with mm -hmm. a name branded with a marketing campaign attached and you know all this crap where no, she's just like sharing it on Instagram stories. And right. that's funny because my wife watches a ton of Instagram stories and she's always showing me what some of her friends or just people she knows through the interweb, some of the home design stuff they do. She doesn't watch HGTV. She watches their Instagram stories. That's how she stays up on interior design and gets ideas and stuff. And I love that. And I can see why that worked so well. Yeah. But we overthink it. Yeah, Exactly. And, you know, I just said to her, Hey, Ainsley, would you like to come on my digital marketing podcast? She's like, okay. I mean, like, it wasn't even like, <laughs> you know, the connect, it took me a little while to like myself even to make the connection. Like, wow, she'd be a great guest. This is someone I like do exercise with multiple times a week. And it took me, you know, months to sort of draw that connection. So um, another episode that comes to mind too is um, this was episode 103. I interviewed Katie Busk and Josh Kahn, who are, uh, agents in Eureka, Missouri. So outside St. Louis, I think that's where it was. And they created a Facebook page all about their community where they just post tons and tons of content about the town that they live in. And they're not pushing their real estate agenda. It's all, it has become basically like the Facebook page for this town. And I love that, like, they built this community very organically. They're providing valuable content to their audience. The audience loves it. They don't sit and talk over and over again. Oh, hey, I'm a real estate agent. Hey, I'm a real estate agent. I've got a listing. I just had a closing. It's all focused on what's going on in the town. This new coffee shop opened. We have this 4th of July parade, you know, whatever it is. But they've got a huge following there. And, like, they are now known as the real estate agents for that market. Weird how that works. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? It's you give literally people content they like, and then they follow yeah, you. That's literally everything we talk about on this show every freaking week. And I still have people that are like, "Well, well, how do I let them know I'm an agent?" Well, right. they figure it out like right. somehow. It's just I yeah. love it. I love you it. You and I have the same themes that come up over and over in our shows, and it's yeah. like delivering valuable content humanizing yourself and not focusing on your own real estate activity over and over and over again. And that is the way to build a committed, engaged audience and that real estate is a long game. So you do this stuff for a couple of years and then all of the, the clients start coming in because they've gotten to know you in that context instead of through 
a bunch of real estate marketing. That's exactly right. And it keeps coming up over and over and over because I think you'd call it the answer. It's literally the path. It's what to do. And Gary Vee started talking about this years ago and we've seen it play out that you're, you're talking about people who have done it and it's worked for them in a major way and I've done it and it's worked for me in a major way in my, in my local market. And it, there's still people, they're like, well, how can I sneak this real estate content in there? If right. you keep talking about real estate, you will limit the, the audience dramatically. Yep. Have that couple, uh, if they, in that Facebook group, if it was, if they kept putting their listings in there and they had a big banner like, oh, you know, this real estate team, go to our website, people would think, oh, it's just another agent's group. But no, they made it about the community and they just happened to be agents. And wow, look at that. They built an audience. People keep coming back as their resource locally. It's everything that we talk about. Yep, absolutely. I think we have solved everything. I don't, everyone else can just shut down their podcast now because we have the answer. There's no need, (laughs) no need for any more podcasts. You know, honestly, I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, um, how many more times can I say this or how many different ways can I say it? And and I understand not everyone, uh, not everything clicks with people at the same time. Sometimes right. they need to hear it 47 different times. And then it's the 48th time that it's said a certain way and they're in a certain mood and they're actually listening this time and it it resonates, it connects. Right. So I get that. But yeah, it's not super complicated. It's no. it's just, there's, Gail, I think that a certain large percentage of agents just want to figure out a way to make it easier so that they, it doesn't, they think that they know what's the answer, but they're like, okay, and it's probably going to take nine months, maybe a year to really see some meaningful traction, but how can I do it in three months? How can I do it in one month? And, right. and they're, they're looking for that rather than just putting in the damn work and doing it and getting better every freaking time and learning along the way. Like that, that's, that really is it. Right. And I imagine that you're seeing that common thread among the guests you have on the show. They don't all have the same strategies, but I imagine the thread is, is the same. Yeah. Well, one thing when you, you said to me, people want to make it easier. So this is my advice to people who want to make it easier. I can't necessarily make it less time consuming because like you said, you got to just put in the time. Things yeah. don't happen overnight. And if you want to make something good, you got to put in the time. Exactly. But the way to make it easier and the way to make it more enjoyable is to figure out what you love and turn that into the content you're creating. So like another guy that I talked to recently, and I'll I'll, I'll have to pause at some point and look up the episode number. Sure. He he is in um, Colorado and he has this whole website that is meant for people who have skied the 14 mountains or the 14 resorts or whatever it is near where he lives. Nice. And so he loves to ski just clearly loves to ski. And so he loves to write about skiing. He loves to track skiing and talk about conditions and congratulate the people who have made it into the 14 club or whatever it is. I mean, I'm, I've got the numbers wrong, but the fact is that's his passion. So he has built this whole community around people who like to do the same things and they like to ski these mountains. And then, you know, he gets to know these people and then they find out he's a real estate agent and then they want to talk to him about real estate. And then it works too, because it's kind of a resort community. So these are mostly ski people who want to buy and sell there. But like he found something he loved and was passionate about. And you know, when you love something and you love to do it, you don't mind putting the hours in. It's pleasurable. It's Mm -hmm. enjoyable. So it doesn't feel like work. You do it. And if you can figure out how to then link that to your real estate life, like you're golden because you've got, you don't look at it like, oh, it's a drudge marketing. You look at it. I can do this. You know, I can talk about dog parks or I can do, um, you know, whatever, and I can make it somehow relevant to the other professional side of my life. And then it's, it all just clicks so much better. Yeah. And there's so many reasons that that's true. People, people work with people. Okay. They're not hiring a company. They're not hiring a brand. They're hiring someone with that company or brand. So if they, if they can make a personal connection with you, that's it. Like, and, and that can happen in, uh, in, you know, infinite different ways, but I've seen agents really do well by just like doing a cooking show. 
Like mm-hmm. they don't, they literally never talk about real estate ever. They just do a cooking show. And guess what? Some people watch, some don't. The ones that do keep watching, some don't. And that's how you attract people. It, yep. It's so simple, but you're right. The key there, the secret, if you will, that everyone's looking for, the secret is to find what you love doing because it's hard. You know, being consistent over time, and you know this, you've done 120 podcast episodes, it's freaking hard. And so many distractions come up. There's so many weeks where you're like, I'm not, I can't do it. I just can't do it, but you do it anyways. Right. And if you don't enjoy it, when you get to that point where you're like, oh, I need to do this video for the week, or I need to write this article or whatever, but you hate it, it's so much easier to just throw in the towel or not do it or skip a week or five. And, and so if you love what you're doing, if you really are interested and passionate about it, you're going to be able to keep doing it long enough to win and that passion shines through. Yep. People watching or reading or listening, they feel your passion too. And that's going to draw them in and keep them coming back. It's, it's not super complicated. It's just a crap load of time and effort and energy to do the things. Yep. That's yep. it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. We could wrap yeah. it up here, but I'd like to elaborate. <laughs> Another theme that, you know, I, it, it's funny when people hit on my theme, these themes that we're talking about, when they say it on their own, I'm always like, ah, oh, you've hit on a perfect home snap snapshot theme. But one of those <laughs> yes. themes is too, and you just said it yourself, it's about establishing a personal connection. And, you know, I hear people, they say the same sentence over and over again on my show. They say, yeah, you know, clients reach out to me and they say, because of, and then you can, you know, put in whatever it is, my Facebook account, my Instagram, my newsletter, my videos, whatever it is, because of X, by the time they reach out to me, they feel like they already know me and they've already decided I'm somebody they want to work with because they think I'm a good fit. Yes. That's another great theme that I, and that's the beauty of social media. That's why I love social media because you do get to know people and you do feel a connection to them, even if you've never met them. And I say to agents all the time, use these platforms to figure out how to build that personal connection. Because then when people reach out to you, it's not like a lead. It's not a cold email address that you have to then figure out what to do with. It's somebody who said, that's somebody I want to work with. So right. take advantage of that connection and then, you know, go from there and build that client relationship. Yeah. And, and it's not something you can buy. You can, no. you can buy traffic and get more people to see the stuff you're putting out there. You can buy that, but you can't buy the content itself. You can't buy the personal connection that you're uh, causing to happen by being yourself on video or in an article you write or a, on a podcast or whatever. And it's just, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are trying to find ways around authenticity and they don't mm-hmm. realize it though. Um, I, I received a little bit of pushback recently because I was talking about how uh, the personal connection is made through some, some uh, very, uh, what's the word, subconscious things that are going on. Like if you're, if you're doing video, stare into the camera so that people mm. make eye contact with you when they're watching your videos. If you're reading a script, even if your script is just behind your camera off to the left, people can see that. It looks weird. I, I notice every single time. And just by that, like it's not the content itself that creates the personal connection. It's, that's what keeps people coming back or, or gets them there in the first place is, is the content itself the topic, what you're sharing, but it's you losing your train of thought or stumbling or your voice cracks, or you have a squirrel moment like I do on the show all the time where I just like forget what I'm talking about (laughs) or go off on a tangent, or it's some off colored joke about someone with no arms and no legs that I, that I made on a previous episode that like when I do, when I do weird, stupid, slightly irresponsible things like that, people can make a personal connection with that. And then it, it, it links the content with me as a person. And my personality. And, and if you're trying to script it, or if you're trying to figure out ways to just be so rehearsed that you lose the ums or the ahs or the forgetfulness or the nervousness on camera, you're preventing the most powerful thing about content and social media <coughs> from happening. Right. You know, your, your cough right there was extremely endearing. You know, <laughs> so that, that type of stuff, you have to leave it in. Like embrace it. 
people yeah. relate to it. They can't relate to the evening news anchor. They can right. relate to you um, being nervous on camera because they know if they were on camera, they'd be nervous too. Right. Yeah. Right. No, totally true. Authenticity is uh, priceless. Yeah, it's it's the magic that makes it all work. I think. I mean, consistency, mm-hmm. uh, consistency for sure, is is somewhat magical, if you will. Um, you know, it, it just compounds. But adding in that personal flair, those little teeny things that some people view as errors or or bloopers or things that need to be edited out, no, leave that stuff in. Like that. That's that's what makes you a much more relatable, likable person um, right. in the content. Yeah. I think it's also, I mean, this goes without saying, it's really important to pick good guests. And That's, that does not go without saying. There's yeah. so many shows out there that you and I have both listened to that they'll just, they'll have anyone on because they're like, oh, someone will be on my show. Right. And, and you can tell those people, but you're right. Right. Yeah. Pick, Pick a guess. I mean, you know, I do get some unsolicited um, requests Mm -hmm. to come on the show and sometimes they've been great. I've gotten some great people. In fact, I think the, uh, trying to remember, I think that those, the guy with the um, uh, snow blog, I think he was a self suggested guest. I mean, I have to double check that, but I think he was. So like sometimes I've gotten great ones, but I have to say no a lot because if, people, if I can't find like a discernible reason, like within 10 seconds of going on their website of why they should come on the show, like it's, I know it's going to be a bad guest. Like if they can't, if I can't find some social media platform that they're on or some marketing strategy that looks interesting, then I know it's going to be someone who just wants to plug their coaching business or they've got something to sell. That's just not what I'm looking for. Like I need people who are like, surprised when I say, Hey, come on my show. I want to talk to you about that marketing tactic. And they're like, Oh, that sounds cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I've definitely had some shows that I, you know, when I'm making the show notes for them, I'm like, Oh boy, this is not my best show because (laughs) I just, I'm having a hard time coming up with those actionable items for people to take away. That's few and far between, but they, they do exist. And I won't say which numbers those episodes were. (laughs) Let's call them out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think you have to spend as a podcast host and somebody who's trying to, you know, maintain a good show, you do have to spend some time researching people. And I, you know, I read a lot of articles and I solicit recommendations from other people. And, you know, I, I, I really want to see like, what is their, what's their hook? Like, what is the one thing that they're going to talk about that's going to be memorable? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I've said this before. Um, well, I, I talk a lot, so of course I've said it before. Uh, something that, that I really think is important for anyone who's wanting to do their own show or planning on it, if you pick the right topic or guest or a combination, that does so much of the heavy lifting for you. If you but if you pick a boring topic, a bad guest, whatever, no amount of amazing promotion and, and graphics and, and show promotion will, will make up for that. So you're absolutely right, Gail. Pick great guests that have something interesting. And then uh, this is something I feel like I struggle with, even though I, I think I'm better than most in our industry with it, is picking the headline, the, the title mm. of each episode. Yeah, that's because always a challenge. It is, yeah, because when, when you go, when you talk, like you and I were, were talking for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour, there's so much talked about. How do you distill it down to one one title that's going to get attention and create curiosity, uh, or maybe it's something that people are searching for. Like whenever I, whenever I do shows about Facebook ads, they seem to perform a little better because um, it's a, a topic that people are seeking information on. But uh, these things are important, just like the thumbnail on a YouTube video. Yeah. You know, you, you could have a four hour long, like you could be solving all the, you know, all the earth's issues in this four hour video. But if this, if the thumbnail image sucks and the title sucks, no one's going to see it. They're just not. Um, so th- these are the things you have to consider. But, uh, but going back to what you said, Gail, picking great guests is key. And I also, I, I get way too many uh, people asking to be on, on the show. 
now on one hand, I'm extremely flattered, extremely flattered. Like they, they'd actually want to be on, on this show. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's cool. But I've also got to look out for the audience and make sure that it's not just someone pitching crap that they've heard 10 times. Um, so you've got to be, you got to be selective. Yeah. It, we live in a world of abundance. You have a show. Okay. If you're, if you're a show host, um, and then, then I'll turn it back to you, Gail. If you're, if you're a show host or you're about to be, do not worry about finding guests. I promise you just the fact that you have a show, which is offering someone else exposure, you're offering them a platform. Um, just the fact you have a show is enough for most people to say yes. It really is, especially right. at a local level, which pretty much every agent in LO listening should be doing a show based on the community itself for the reasons you've already talked about and highlighted. Um, so at a local level, I mean, it's, it's, it's gold. Uh, you just say, hey, you want some local exposure for free and we're going to promote it for you? Like, no one's going to say no to that. Yeah. Just be picky. Yep. Yeah. It's true. I, I rarely get somebody who says no. Usually yeah. it's, and usually it's because of just logistics, like they're too busy or we can't find time for them to do it. But um, Right. Yeah. And that's not even really a no. I mean, they wanted yeah. to be on the show. It just, it didn't work out yet. Yeah. 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 yeah that's happened to me a couple of times, but um, so this is kind of cool. Like, you know, I still feel like I'm super critical of my, of my stuff and I'm always trying to make it better and take it to the next level. I know we've been super successful with the show, but I envision it being, you know, 10 times. Um, but next week we have Tarek El Musa on the show from HGTV, which is awesome mm -hmm. from a, a flipper flop, I think is his show, but it, he, you know, someone like that, uh, six months ago, I've been like, Oh, I can't even ask, can't even ask. Cause they're just going to say, no, why would they want to be on my show? But I now know that they want exposure. They want to get in front of you guys too. They want the other agents to know who they are. And I, and I offered him that option. So he's like, hell yeah, I'll do the show. You just have to ask. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, kind of exciting. But he's going to have to, I mean, coming in after you, Gail, uh, one episode <laughs> after you, he's got some big shoes oh, to fill. Oh, yeah. He's going to be really <laughs> nervous about that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him because I don't want him to like completely just freeze. Good, yeah, <laughs> gotta protect his ego. Exactly, yes. yes. Um, uh, so of, of all these 120 episodes you've done, uh, I think we've probably covered most of them, but concepts or lessons or insights that maybe we haven't covered uh, that, mm. like, as a show host, you yourself benefit so much at a personal level because you're learning from all these people. Yes. You're, like, Gail, I'm able to talk to you. You know, you have immense uh, um, experience in the industry at a very high level on the corporate side, the business side, and you talk to agents all around the country. And so, like, just get this chance that I have right now in a selfish way is awesome. You've been able to do that with, with all your guests too. Um, what are some of the biggest personal lessons you've learned or uh, personal takeaways or just like what's some of the cool stuff that's happened to you personally since you started the show? Oh, that's a nice question. Well, it's been really fun just getting to know some of these people. And, you know, sometimes I, I meet them at conferences or events or I'm in their market. Um, one time, um, this was actually kind of cool. One time I interviewed a guy, this was, it's not really digital marketing, but he works for a staging company in Portland and Portland, Oregon. And so it's Spade and Archer and they have kind of a cool take on staging, which I thought would be a neat topic, which was they do this guarantee. Like if you, if they stage your home and it doesn't sell, you get your money back. So you don't have to pay for staging, you know, month after month after month, basically they take on all the risk. And then when the house sells, that's when they get paid. So I liked that model a lot. And I was talking to him about it. And I was telling him that HomeSnap was going to launch in Portland within a couple of months. And he said to me, you know, when you launch, let me know, because I know all the agents in Portland and we'd love to do an event with you and introduce HomeSnap to the Portland market. So we actually did it. And I flew out to Portland and they held a, an open house. It was a, a house that was on the market. They staged it. And then they did like a broker open and they did it in conjunction with us. And we did some trainings. I got up and you know set up my phone and connected it to the 
TV in the living room and I did a bunch of demos of HomeSnap Pro. And it was just a really cool way to um, connect with a market, connect with this guest, and then meet all these agents in Portland. And then it was great for HomeSnap because then all these people got a a really close up look at the app and then they were able to download it and be, you know, gave them a discount on Facebook ads and all this stuff. So yeah, that was just a neat way where like a lot of parts of my job came together in one place. Um, I have a couple, like I have in my own private podcast, I do that's nothing to do with real estate. It's about books. So talk about like, you know, doing something that you're passionate about. I'm a very passionate reader. I like to talk about books. I have a friend that we do this podcast and I learn stuff from these episodes all the time that I then use in the other podcasts. So or just, just marketing the other podcasts or in marketing for HomeSnap. So I'll pick up tips all the time about metrics or simple things. I learn a lot from Katie Lance. She's been on the show twice and I'll, she'll give me little tips of, you know, things to do, ways to um, syndicate your content in more than one place, but not have it make it look like you're doing that. Um, I, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've been enriched in all kinds of, in all kinds of ways, but most of all is I just love meeting people this way. It's a very cool, uh, organic way to talk to people and really get to know them. And then when I do meet them in real life, it's always really fun. For sure. Yeah. You and I met, met in person at Inman in, in Vegas this last July, July 2019. Right. But you and I first spoke and had some interactions after I think it was like episode six or seven or something of, of yes. Home Snap, like OG. Very early, very yeah. early. Yep. Yeah, and we, but we never, you know, we never met in person, but we met at Inman, and it was cool because I kind of already knew you. We'd, we'd spoken before, and and that was when, uh, you know, we were talking about bringing your show onto the industry syndicate, and uh, it, it, it's just cool, like being able to network with awesome people, is always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's all in your town. Like if it's all, if you're networking with all the the top business leaders or uh, store owners or, you know, local politicians, but be careful with that one, you know, <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons, but like, you know, the school board or city council, like, you know, the planning committee, you know, like uh, new, new developments coming into town, like that stuff isn't super crazy political, um, you know, good team, bad team crap. Um, but you benefit from all that because of just the networking and all of a sudden you become a thought leader and you become a leader in your community just because you interviewed others. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like cool. you and I know that we're not the brains on these podcasts. It's the, it's the guests. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, my audience has known that from episode one. I, I, <laughs> certainly not. Although you were the brains on mine, you know, you've been on my show twice and <laughs> yes. have, you know, supplied lots of great content, but definitely like you get, you do get to kind of coast as the, as the host, you get to coast on other people's knowledge and intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then you sound smart because you ask them good questions. Yeah. And any chance I can get to sound smart for once I will take. <laughs> exactly. Yes. One thing that I do on my show, um, I, I did this for a long time. Then I stopped and then I went back to it because I missed it was I ask people at the end of the show to tell me about some apps that they're using on their phone that maybe other people don't know about. And mm-hmm. I have learned about so many apps that way. Yes. You know, little, and sometimes people say the same, oh, we use Slack, we use, you know, Google, whenever, you know, something. But sometimes they'll, they'll say lots of things that are, are not as obvious, whether they're like a photo editing app or a meditation app, or sometimes it's ways to save money. You know, it just, there's all kinds of different apps that people use. And th- that's always a fascinating little piece. And I pick up a lot there too. Well, perfect segue. So I also ask at the end of the show for an app recommendation along with some other, uh, some rapid fire questions where you pick either or, and we'll get oh, to good. that here in just a sec. But no, I learned that from you, the the app recommendation. I really like how you ask your guests that. And I think it's cool because wherever any conference or training that I'm speaking at, people always want to know the tactical things. What can they go download? What what can they use right now today? What mm-hmm. app can they use? Like all that stuff people love. And I love it too. I love hearing about new apps just like you do. So yeah, I learned that from you in your show. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad I could help. You're inspiring. You're inspiring millions. You just have no idea. I don't even know where I came up with that. I think I did that in the first episode and I, I have no idea where that came from. I think I was just like, maybe just curiosity. I threw it in. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. I was, 
I, yeah. you know, I, 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 could, I had been wanting to do a podcast for a long time and I said, well, you know, I'll just line up some guests and just see how this goes. And it's interesting because the format of the show has actually not changed since that first episode. They've all been exactly the same. And I go back to those early ones and I'm like, no, they don't sound that bad. Like they're pretty much what I do now. Right. So yeah, yeah you, you tweak little things and you improve, of course, because you, you're practicing every single time mm-hmm. and figuring out what works best. Yeah. It, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It, like anything else, it, you just have to start doing it and learn it along yep. the way. You can't learn how to, how to have a successful podcast by reading about how to do a <laughs> successful podcast. That's right. You, you really can't. Like you can learn little tactical things, but they won't mean anything to you. They won't actually, you won't actually learn it until you are able to implement it yourself in your own show. Yeah. So, yeah, to sum it up, just, just freaking do it, people. Just do it. Yeah, I, I had somebody message me yesterday and, and they said, hey, I, uh, I just launched my own podcast and I had like 74, 94 listeners within the first 24 hours and they were super stoked. And I'm like, that's amazing. That like, is amazing. Yeah, it, let's say it was 40. You had 40 people in the first week. That's 40 people who listened to your content. Picture 40 people in a room. That's meaningful. That's serious. And we, we forget uh, when we're behind a camera or a mic, we forget that each uh, metric, whether it's a view or a listener or whatever, we forget that that's an actual person and they actually heard what you were saying. That's powerful stuff. It is. Yes. All right, so let's, uh, uh, to be respectful of your time, because you've, uh, you've got a business to run over there, um, <laughs> let's get to a rapid fire question. So I'm just going to, you don't need to elaborate on them, but just pick either or, mostly marketing related stuff, some sports stuff, and okay. then I'll ask for uh, an app recommendation and then a bonus question, which I'm throwing in uh, moving forward, um, basically because I'm curious. So, okay. Gail, Facebook or Instagram? Uh, I'm going to date myself on this one. I hate to say this because it's so uncool, but I'm more of a Facebook person than an Instagram person. Yeah, so am I. Okay. I don't, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Facebook's more powerful than anything else in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. Instagram or LinkedIn? Instagram. Okay. Books or podcasts? Oh, I mean, I already told you I'm a book person. Yeah but I love podcasting. I can't decide those two. Oh boy. I can't that's, decide. That's the one we made it three questions before you. Went I off mean, the rails. again, it's like, I've got twins. You're like asking <laughs> me to pick which one I like better. Yeah. I mean, they're diff- they, they do different things for me. I totally. learned a ton from podcasts and I love podcasts about books, <laughs> but I, book reading is my, <laughs> reading is my passion, my passion. So okay. I, I guess I'll go with books. Okay. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Good call. Alexa or Google home? Alexa. Um, burgers or pizza? Mm, pizza. New York or LA? New York. Nice. Um, NFL or NBA? I'm going MLB. Sorry. I I knew it. I knew it. Because <laughs> uh, you're you're a big Nationals fan, right? I am exactly. Yep. So I don't follow baseball at all, but. Thank God I know who the Nationals are. So there's a start. Yes, but, I'm very impressed. Yes. During the, the World Series, which they played the Astros. See, I know that too. Yeah. Um, it was your posts that it, it got me interested in the series because you had a connection. It was your team in your town. Oh, that and, makes me so happy. Yeah, it was cool because, you know, we don't have a Major League Baseball team in, in Salt Lake. And so I just don't care. Like, I didn't yeah. play baseball as a kid. I'm a football guy. I you know, basketball, yeah. I guess, is a close second, but um, I just don't care unless there's like an emotional reason to. And so it was kind of cool to see your excitement for your team oh, when they made you. the series. And so that, yeah. that was cool. Well, we were also total underdogs and like it was such a, it was so unlikely and improbable that we were going to make it even into the playoffs. And then we kept winning and winning and winning. And it was like, it, we all just kept looking at each other like, is this actually happening? So I, I probably that like incredulity came through in the posts. And so then you can pick that up. But you know, the Astros, like everyone expected the Astros. They're great. But yeah, if I had to pick between the two, you said though, it would be NFL. Okay. So guys pay attention to what just happened there. 
Gail had no idea that I was reading those posts or that I was uh, getting what I got out of them. She was putting it out there because she cared. Like that's what she wanted to tell the world about. And so I was able to make a personal connection with her. She had no idea it was going on because she's putting stuff out there. That it's she like cares podcasting. About. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's just, it's so basic. It's so basic and simple. Uh, it's, it's just a, a matter of doing it. And then be patient and do it long enough to where you start to see results. That's right. it. Uh, mountains or beach? Mountains. Are we in a national real estate bubble or is this a healthy non-bubble market? Oh God. Uh, um, I probably shouldn't say this. I probably a little bit of a bubble. Okay. But I working at home snap, I probably shouldn't say that. So oh, it's a right. very healthy market. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not like any of us know anyways. Yeah. Anyone who claims to know has no freaking clue. They're just making an educated decision. That's true. Yep. Um, podcasts or vlogs? Podcasts. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Grant doesn't get very much love on this show uh, from anybody. Um, one app recommendation. What, which app are you obsessed with right now? Uh, well, if you hadn't said the right now part, I was going to say MLB. It doesn't have to be right now. Whenever. Well, okay. I, like you said, I'm a huge baseball fan. And I, the app I probably spend the most amount of my time on is the MLB at bat app, which is a great app for any baseball fan because you can get so much information from there. You can follow games in real time. It's super user-friendly. During baseball season, I'm on at bat like hours and hours a day. The other app that I use all the time is the New York Times crossword app because I'm a crossword puzzle junkie. I love to do the New York Times puzzle. And I use that app every day. So those are two kind of niche apps that you have to be passionate about those two things. But those are like in very high usage on my phone. <laughs> nice. So when you, so the new iPhones now, they show you like which apps take, you've been spending yeah. the most time on. Those would, those would definitely show up in your, in your top five. Oh, for sure. That yeah. one usually, sometimes I'm kind of horrified by the, uh, the screen time results, but I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. So those, um, those apps tend to get a lot of use too. So I use um, an app called Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D. Oh yeah, the like unlimited, um, unlimited audiobooks. Right. Unlimited audiobooks, right. Yeah. So I use Scribd a lot and I use, um, I use some other audiobook apps that I can listen to files I've downloaded because I get a lot of review copies since I'm a book blogger. So nice. um, yeah, so the audiobook apps get tons and tons of time on my phone, but the ones I'm like, you know, really engaged with and interacting and stuff that would be MLB at bad and script. Cool. And what's, what's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received in business or life? Mm. Boy, that's a great question. <laughs> I think it's so obvious. Just do what you love. Yes. I, I mean, that just, it. it's so simple but it really can make you a happier person. Yep. Which I think makes you a more successful person. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Gail, thank you so much. Where can they find, where can they connect with you online? Where can they find more, more about you? Um, they can listen to the snapshot podcast on uh, the industry syndicate app or wherever you listen to podcasts, but where can they yeah. connect with you? Um, great question. Okay. So you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn, Gail Weisswasser. Um, I, uh, if you'd like to read, I have a book blog, book blog called every day I write the book. So you can just Google every day I write the book blog and that will pop up. Um, connect with me on Goodreads. That's another place to find me. Um, but you are you, a reader. I am a reader. Yeah. It's a serious, serious hobby and addiction of mine. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad but thing. <laughs> you can also obvious. reach me in my work capacity at gweisswasser at homesnap.com. That's the way to connect with me. Uh, like you said, listen to the Snapshot podcast. And if you want to know more about Homesnap, just go to homesnap.com. Um, we have an agent app that is available in 48 out of 50 states. We've got access to over a million of US agents 
Unfortunately, not in Utah where you are, which we're working on, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a quirky market. And well, let's be honest. We were talking about it a little bit beforehand. It's uh, it's stupid that you guys don't have access here in Utah. So I'm as a, as a local agent in Utah, come on, Utah, let's, yeah. let's get our shit together here. This is pathetic. Well, if you're interested in getting HomeSnap in Utah, the, the thing to do is to either reach out directly to your MLS or to um, have your broker do it. Because the more gotcha. pressure the broker puts on the MLS to make HomeSnap available, then the more likely they're eventually going to do it. So, I mean, there's cool. Utah and North Dakota right now are the only two states that we don't have data from. Interesting. So we'd, we'd love to make that 49 and then we'll turn to North Dakota. But um, cool. yeah, so and- go to homesnap.com. You can learn a lot more about HomeSnap. Download HomeSnap from the App Store, from Google Play. Um, it's a great app. I love it. Cool. And we will we'll have a link to Gail's social media and to HomeSnap Pro and all, all the good stuff and the Snapshot podcast in the show notes over at MassiveAgentPodcast.com slash episodes, or just go to the homepage and you'll find it. But Gail, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And keep going. Um, you know, if you ever slow down, I'm going to catch up to you with, with episode <laughs> count, but it doesn't look like I'm going to have a chance. So That's reason alone to stay. Well, thank you. Dawson. Exactly. This was yes. so much fun. I, it's weird being on the other side and I was like, God, I'm talking so much. This is so strange. I feel like I should be asking Dustin questions. But I was like, wait, this is his show. He can do what he wants. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you were talking a lot. That was kind of the point. So so that's good. Thank thank you, Gail. Thank you so much. You bet. As we talked about in in the interview, guys, one of the biggest things that I just didn't fully appreciate or didn't didn't expect when I started this show, when I started content in general, was the amazing people I'd meet, the networking effect. I mean, networking is everything. The people that you know and the people who know you is everything. And so podcasting, especially at a local level, is a great way to become the local influencer to where other business leaders and other members of the community are coming to you, asking you to be on your show, and you become, you start to become a, you, powerful, I guess you could call it. it. You start to become very powerful in your local market, and guess what happens? Your credibility goes through the roof, and people want to hire you. They want to hire somebody with the show, especially when you say, hey, we do a listing of the week on the podcast, and if you list with us, we'll mention your listing when it goes live. That's a big deal. I mean, sellers sellers want exposure. Remember, that's all they care about is how much is the home going to sell for, how easy is it going to be, how much work and stress are you going to take off their plate, and you get you get there through exposure, right? I'm talking the you know how much is it going to sell for and all that. You t- you do that through exposure, and you show them, hey, this incredibly hot local podcast, this super popular podcast. Yeah, we'll actually feature your house on it. That's going to help you convert a lot of those listing presentations, and just the the credibility boost that being a show host gives you is it's hard to put into words. Just trust me. It's life-changing if you stick with it and do it and, and follow the advice that Gail gave. Uh, pick great guests, good titles and headlines for the show and all that. Super important. But more than that, just do it. You're going to learn and improve along the way. Just do it. Look, it, it's our, we're already well into 2020. Okay, I'm already thinking about 2021. If, you, if you're like, oh, I'm going to do a show this year, why wait till February? Why wait till June? Just start it. Launch with three episodes so that if someone likes your show, they can binge on, on a couple other episodes and they're much more likely to come back and remember you and subscribe if, uh, if they have more than one episode. So launch with three and they just get better from there. That's it, guys. Before we wrap it up, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's left a review for us on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you listen to. Thank you so much. I love getting the feedback. I love hearing what you like about the show. I love hearing just everything – it's look, getting validation is key. I'm, I'm a human being like anyone else and getting validation that we're doing things that other people find valuable is amazing. So I love reading the reviews and it's, and honestly, it's your way to give back. Okay. We, we provide the show for free every single week. It costs a lot of money to do a lot of time, a lot of my time and mental energy to do the show. And it, you know, we don't ask for anything in return. To reciprocate, if you feel that you've received any value at all, we ask that you leave us a review on iTunes specifically, Apple Podcasts, or if you don't listen on on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show, leave us a review or a rating. If you don't have time to write a review, 
just leave us a rating. It helps us out dramatically. Uh, it gives us credibility within the search results. It helps boost us in the search results, help, helps us to grow our audience. Speaking of which, next week we have Tarek El Musa on the show, host of Flipper Flop on HGTV. He's going to be on the show, so super excited about that. And because we've grown our audience to a certain size, we've been able to you know, bring on a bigger, higher profile guests and there's more to come. So thank you for that. You guys are a big reason for that. So uh, leave us a review to make it easy. You can just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review, massiveagentpodcast.com slash review. And then a reminder that if you're looking for a CRM or a website or a software to edit your podcast, edit video, if you're looking, uh, if you want to know more about podcasting and what microphone to use and how to how to choose a hosting platform, if you want to know everything I recommend, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash resources, massiveagentpodcast.com slash resources. I have a bunch of stuff there, discounts. If you guys are going to be getting a hosting platform, get a $20 gift card from Buzzsprout. They're the best hosting platform out there, but you need to use the link on that page. There's other, uh, there's a bunch of other discounts for CRMs, for websites, for um, just some cool stuff that I put in an Amazon store, some, some gadgets and tools that I really like and use personally. Go check it out, massiveagentpodcast.com slash resources. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Go have a great weekend. Go sell some homes. Go close some loans. Take care. We'll see you next week with Tarek El Musa from Flipper Flop. Take care.